Thank you, Father, for this day. This day, another day, a new day to share your truth, knowledge, and wisdom to any who would hear, Father God. Thank you for the opportunity. Abba Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Paraklitos Aman. So, we are here on this Christmas Eve day on a calendar adjustment where man has decided that this is the day that we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. Um, interesting in that that is done and we all follow this except that there is no specific date that is interpreted from the scriptures for the birth of Christ. They talk about seasons and different travelings and such, but mammon, man, has decided that this is going to be the celebratory time. And then, of course, man, too, has decided that they're going to focus more on a little magic elf, Santa Claus, and take attention away from the Lord, Jesus, God the Father, and make it all about time off from work, parties, exchanging gifts, and not the truth. Uh, so the question that I have, and I'm going to pose, I'm not trying to throw a damper on Christmas. You celebrate Christmas your way, and the best way, and a beautiful way, and a peaceful way. But remember this. What is the real reason for the season? As long as you don't divert and take Jesus completely out, just like our government is trying very hard to do, and I don't know what the process is or how far along they are, but you know they've been trying to take in God we trust off the currency of the money in this country for the longest time, last several years they've been working on that. I mean, come on. They don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of and the opening in the House of Congress anymore. Of course, that may change because a lot of things are changing. They don't, it used to be, I've shared this before, that Billy Graham would be invited to the White House most often. <laughs> and I'm, I know there were other ministers that were invited and they did a prayer, but Billy Graham was the most prominent fixture in Congress and the White House. And before every session, and once he started televising the sessions, I can remember that they were always on, and before the State of the Union or anything was done, always, always, always started with prayer first, blessings on those that had to do the job, the Pledge of Allegiance, and then session would start. Nowadays, they just want to start. They want to argue back and forth with everybody and everything. They want to point their fingers at everybody. I watched a couple reports on some things, and it is most ridiculous that you get these individuals that are sitting up there in their little their seat of authority, and they don't want to hear anybody that has anything contrary to what they're saying and, and vice versa. I mean, it's always argumentative, back and forth and back and forth. 
And they decided that the calendar is going to change and that this is the season for Jesus. And this is a time. Well, sadly, there are many churches that do this thing. And they have... The point I'm trying to get to, I'm sorry, I know I'm taking a delay in a very roundabout way and the Holy Spirit just told me to get to it. (laughs) The point is that why are we deciding that this once a year, Christmas, to celebrate the birth and opportunity that Jesus Christ has given us? It's a year-round, everyday, total sharing the peace of Jesus Christ and the opportunity that we have been given to be redeemed, to repent, to give ourselves to Jesus Christ, to believe and have faith in Father God Almighty, to let Paracletos, the Holy Spirit, to guide our steps through life. Why is it that one time a year, it's a special time? I've even heard that term used not only by pastoral individuals, but news agencies and <clears throat> elector, elected individuals. Oh, in this special time of year, wait a second, hold the phone, back up, back up, back up, put your beeper on, beep, 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 back up and get into space. Why is this decided to be a special time of year? Because you have some member of this plane of existence and it decided that the calendar is going to reflect that. It's not even necessarily accurate information, but this special time that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the one who came from heaven above, stepped off the throne, set down his crown, took off his auspicious raiment, and set it down, and came and was born in a stable, was wrapped in swaddling cloth, and laid in a manger. What a humble beginning for the Lord and for him to come that way. Humbleness gave it up and came to this plane of existence for us in a humble way. And you had an evangelical announcement by the messenger of God. It gave it to the shepherds. A very humble crew. They were necessary And people traded with them, but they were not often allowed inside city limits and within the streets. They had special times that they were came in and traded off. They were always smelling of the animals. (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) And they spent time with the animals. They were alienated and ostracized by most villages, but they were necessary and they wanted somebody to do it, but they just didn't want to have any dealings with them. There are individuals that are like that today. 
ostracized and alienated, known that there's a requirement. Ah, let's, well, let's not do that. That'll take me to a platform that I don't need to be on because this is about the Lord's word, his truth and knowledge, not mine. But we have individuals in this plane of existence that are treated much the same way. But the point is that why is this just a special occasion? Jesus Christ came from his throne, took off his crown, took off his heavenly raiment and came down here humbly born in a stable because that's all they could find. Joseph had to muck the stable before he could bring Mary, this young mother, in their cultural time and existence, she was maybe 15 or 16 and was cleaned a place for her so she could come in and give birth to the child. Everything is very significant when you take the picture and you break it down and, and this was in a stable. And then he was wrapped in swaddling cloth, laid in a manger. Okay, swaddling cloth, what is that? Well, that's also very significant because the cloth is that which is used by the shepherds when the ewe is having a difficult time in a birth. And they put this around the, the, the legs and the feet and they, so they can kind of put their hands inside and guide the birthing of the, the lamb. I hesitate a moment because I'm feeling my emotions come up. Thank you, Father. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ was sent as our sacrificial lamb. So why do we only celebrate during this special time of year to celebrate the birth of Christ? Excuse me, back up. We need to be celebrating his birth every single day. We need to be about God's business every single day. We need to be celebrating that the sacrificial lamb that was sent from heaven to be sacrificed for our sakes. And what were they thinking when they did this? They were thinking about me. Jesus was thinking about me when he came and he died for me. And he was thinking about each and every one of you. You can take it and make it a personal relationship because that's what God desires is for us to be personally in a relationship with him. How much more personal does it have to get that Jesus Christ came and died for you on a cross in a most despicable manner for that time the Romans had become so adept at death and killing and torture and he came. How much more personal does it need to get? I don't know. Doesn't need to get much more personal than that with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So choose to accept that Jesus came for your sake because he did. 
He came for your sake. He came for my sake. And what was he thinking before he came down here? He was thinking that, hey, we created these beings. We love them. We need to do something that we can give them an opportunity. So he did. He came and gave us the opportunity that we could choose not to perish. We could choose not to die full of blame, sin, doubt, and that we leave this plane of existence and we go to shale. We go to hell and we reside with all those other despicable individuals that decided to not believe. I prefer to be with my loved ones, to be with my family, to be with my Lord, to be able to witness his glory and see his glory, not like having to hide in the cleft of the rock as Moses was told that he had to do simply so he could survive. But we can look upon the glory of the Lord because he has glorified us. And he has brought us to that place. He has made us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus our Lord and Savior, <coughs> so that we can be with our loved ones, our families that have gone on before us. We could have, it's going to be such a massive family reunion. We're going to know and recognize people, even people that we've never met. We're going to be able to know and recognize them. But again, the question begs to be asked, why just this time of year, for this special day? Why is this day so special and we can't do it every single day? We can't show compassion, kindness, and love of Jesus Christ and our Lord God every single day of the year when we encounter people that were kind to them, help them if we can, share the word as we are told that we must do give them the opportunity why is it so necessary for this special time of year Jesus didn't come for a certain day and sit and hang out and uh, oh when he got done teaching Oh, here's a good analogy here. Okay, hang on. Here we go. On that day when everybody was coming to hear his teaching and preaching, and when he rebuked the disciples for not letting the children come to him, he says, suffer not the children come unto me. For thus you become as a child, they shall not see the kingdom of heaven. And then all of a sudden he jumps up and says, okay, that's it for this year. I'll see you here next year. We might be moving to a new location. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Jesus, the only begotten son of God, and I'll see you here next year or a very close proximity to this location. Same time approximately the same day, next year. Be blessed, have a good day. And then walk away. 
Lord didn't do that. And all the time when he spent time away from the disciples, and he did, I mean, goodness gracious, those guys were fussing and fuming all the time. And he spent time away from them. He did. He needed that time. He needed to be in prayer. He needed to be in focus. He needed to be meditating in the word of God. But know this too, that when he walked away from them, and there were some times where he was gone for several days, and they were busy speculating and trying to decide what Jesus was up to. It was none of their business, first of all. Just like it's none of your business. You sign that contractual form. We've talked about this before. I signed a blank contract with the Lord. He asked me to sign it. And I just looked into his beautiful face and the smile. And I signed it. Who in their right mind on this plane of existence would sign a blank contract with any of these despicable individuals that are on the earth now and just say, okay, and sign it, and then away you go, and and you trust them to fill in correctly. Doesn't happen. Happened with God. I trust him. I have faith in him. I believe in him. I mean, he created me for Pete's sake. And Jesus came and died for me, for goodness sake. Not just for this one day a year to be celebrated. Thank you, Lord, for coming on this day. And I'm not sure because the calendar is not set in the Bible, but, uh, you know, we believe it was this day. Thank you for this day. No, it's not thank you for this day. It's thank you, Lord, for this life and every day that you bless me with breath and you allow me to get up and walk around and you give me the opportunity to be a conduit in your truth, knowledge, and wisdom every day. (coughs) Pardon me. Yeah, this is a special time and you have to kind of lean toward directions. You have to be uh, compensatory, compensatory toward other individuals in this plane of existence. Almost tripped over that one. But what that means is you have to take into consideration the other individuals. That's kindness. That's compassion. So they may not, and other family members may not believe as you may, as you're supposed to be true believers of Lord, God, Holy Spirit. And they may not believe that way. So you kind of, the kindness and compassion part is that you sort of, without totally abstaining from your belief or walking away, you kind of put your arm around them and pull them in toward you. And you share with them the way that they're comfortable and understanding. <clears throat> That's what we do. That's what God asks us to do and God and that's being about my father's business not just today Christmas Eve and not just tomorrow Christmas day I'm going to make note of something here that I have to I don't remember this being done last year 
But it seems like so much, so many times now you look around and there are churches that are not having service on Christmas, Christmas Day falling on Sunday. They're not having a service. They have a, a Christmas Eve service, special service, but there's no sermons on Sunday. I kind of question that. I don't know, kind of question. It seems like they've fallen in line with taking the day off. And I'm going to make a note on something over here right quick. I'm glad that Jesus didn't decide to take a day off. I'm glad that God doesn't take a day off. God does not sleep. He does not slumber. He does not rest from keeping his ever watchful eye on us and loving us. If he did, I'd be dead already. I'd be way dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that whatever his plan is, whatever that blank portion of the contract that I didn't read over and I don't care to do so, but I just signed it with him because that's what we are called to do, to be about our father's business. And I am about my father's business. He has called me to share the word. He has called me to share that contract. And I am done so. I will do so. And that's not going to change. <clears throat> but his truth is knowledge and his wisdom. So, brothers and sisters, it is important that we not just look at this day. But we are <laughs> we are called to do certain things through the word. Here is one that is interesting. A lot of this comes from Colossians in my reading today. I'm going to go back to Colossians. Oh, whoops. Skip too far. Sorry. Going to go into Colossians, the book of Colossians. And Paul writes this letter, and he's writing this, and, and as my sidebar. Um, in the doctrinal theme or teaching that, that Paul is trying to persuade the Colossians to give them. He's talking about the glory of the person and work of Jesus Christ. As the true head of our church, we have hirelings that do that thing, but you remember the word, the, the word talks about hirelings and that many, <clears throat> many who are not truly following the word of God and who are self-declared Christians are not following and not teaching, but in Paul's letter, he's talking about 
the glory of the person of Jesus Christ and his teachings. That is, to me, very significant and very important. That the true head of any church, the true head of any church, is and should be Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. And that we are called to be like-minded in spirit and mind and that we seek that truth that knowledge and that wisdom that comes from God through Jesus. So in Colossians 1 and 27, Paul is writing to the individuals and he's expanding on the mystery of Jesus. And I'm going to start in verse 25. No, I'm going to start in verse 24. This is very important because many of us do this, get caught in this, and then we don't do it. We, Instead of rejoicing, we whine and mope and we cry about, look at what's happening to me, 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 poor, poor, pitiful me. So in verse 24, Colossians, first chapter who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. The body of Christ is the church. We all, as members of the church, are part of the body of Christ. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me. We are called to be that. And Paul is talking about having to having been suffered and going through sufferings and things that are going for the sake of the body. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Saints. Remember, I've shared that word with you before. That the Lord saves the prayers of the saints and he never uses the term, then you will not find the the term saint in a singular form. Whenever it's used in the scriptures, you will always find it in the plural. The saints always and that is most evident in the book of Revelation when John is talking about the vision that he's given by the Lord. <laughs> Pardon me. And he talked about the prayer of the saints and that they are saved in, in golden vials in the temple of the Lord, that they are a sweet savor unto his nostrils. God likes it when we pray to him. He saves our prayers, the prayers of the saints. 
According to the giving of and blessing of the Lord God, to the dispensation, God gave that. And Paul clarifies that by saying, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. This gift that God gives to me and allows me to be a conduit for his truth, knowledge, and wisdom that I get to share and be doing this thing that I'm doing now because God has ordained it to be so. He condones my speech and my ways. And and as I've shared with you many times, I don't care what anybody else thinks because the validation and the import of this that I do My father's business comes from him. His validation is all that matters. All that matters. And as long as he says it's good, it's good. This is why I try the spirit when I go to other places and do other things. I am required to do so so that I get his validation. So this thing must be done that way with his word. It is his word. And further reading in verse 26, even the mystery which had been hid from ages, from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is our hope? And Paul talks about this hope that we have and this thing that we do. If your hope is in Jesus Christ and in the things that are not seen by faith because you walk by faith and not by sight. (coughs) Pardon me. Sorry about that. But here's the thing that's important, and we need to look at this because it happens all around us all all the time and every day. You got individuals, man, I hope I get that promotion. Man, I hope this, I hope that, I hope this, I hope that. It all has to do with temporal things, those things that are full of vanity and they will rush and break away. And yet that's what people do. They put their... Trust and faith in temporal things. Temporal things. And then here's the thing. They get those things. They get that promotion. They get that big pay raise. They get this, they get that, and they get this, and they get that. And then they still want more. I was that way. Yeah, and there was a time, I've shared this with you before, where I could actually sign documentations. And pretty much what I was doing is signing my life away. Given, 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 given. And my signature actually was worth a lot to those individuals. Now people barely recognize who I am. I sit here in, in my house and I'm, I'm so thankful that my God knows who I am and that my companions know who I am and they love me the way that they do. 
because individuals in this plane of existence are more concerned with everybody that's closest to them that they see all the time and they pay attention to all the time and those are the ones that seem to be remembered. That's why this thing that we do is not just during this special day or as many people will say, on this special day, in this special time of the year, why is this a special time of the year? Because mammalian calendars say so. God's calendar says that we are to do this thing that we tend to do and make a big production about it at this time of year that we're supposed to be doing it every day of the year. Kindness, compassion, the love of God that he has put into us that we need to shine out to this world, this dark, broken place. And we are told from a long time ago that we are in a dark and broken place. Brothers and sisters, we need to readjust our thought process and take this that we do so intimately and we do so extraordinarily at this one time of year, we need to step up the game. We need to be on the playing field all the time and we need to be sharing this time and this thing that we do all year round. Not just at Christmas time. And we need to do this all the time. I've shared with you already that somebody decided that Oh Come All You Faithful is a Christmas carol and it's only sung during Christmas time or what the calendar has decided is Christmas time. But read the lyrics. Pay attention to what's being said. It is an earnest prayer. It is a request that people would open up their hearts and their eyes and their minds and come to know Lord Jesus Christ. And it talks about the very thing that's spoken of in the Bible. Rocks, hills, and fields, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Just like when you get before God and he says, and you didn't know any of this was true. Why? Well, I didn't know, God. I, I, I hadn't heard. He goes, and God is just going to look. I kind of rehearsed the look that God gives as sort of a, kind of a, a scowl and then sort of a look of surprise. It's, and then he's going to lean down, he's going to look and he's going to have a little wry smile. And he goes, how could you not know? How could you not know that the declaration of the sunrise and the sunset and the birds calling out and the thunderstorms, the lightning crossing the heavens, and you could not know of my strength, my might, and my majesty in their declaration that I am Lord God, sovereign maker of all things made. And you're going to stand here before me now and tell me you didn't know that? And the birds, as ornately as they are clad, flying across the fields, Declaring holy, holy, holy. Wherever they are, wherever they're coming from, wherever they're going. Yeah, it's going to be that way, brothers and sisters. So we need to be about this thing every day. Not just at Christmas time. 
I am so glad. All right, we'll see you this same time next year, about the same location, if I can find it, if it's not all built up, if there's not a, a new town or village here, and I'll be back next year. And I'll see you. Make sure you bring these tykes with you because I want to see how they've grown. See you next year. And then Jesus takes off. And he goes. And the disciples are left kind of looking at each other and pondering and wondering, what was that? Now what do we do? It is all the time that we are about the Father's business. We are about the Father's business. And I'm going to share this last little tidbit with you. Because it's, uh, it's important. I've shared this word with you before. <coughs> I've talked to you about the, the Logos and the Rhema. Now, other languages, they use words in multiple different ways. It's not translated specifically one way. Um, but depending on the context of in which it's used, the individuals will know what they're talking about. Um, that word that I shared with you, logos, is, uh, comes from a Greek word. And there's actually derivatives of that word, several things. We get the word logic from that. Logos is a collection or a gathering. And in this particular reading, it's talking about that as being that thing. And I've shared with you that, that uh, Logos is being an armory in which Jesus drew <laughs> Pardon me. Which is the sword of truth. Analogous is not a wrong. It's a different translation. But it means a collection of, or the gathering of, and as it is in most of the Greek, it is a collection or gathering of. And we get the word logic. Logic comes from knowledge. Logic comes from being wise. And what is wisdom? I've shared this with you before. Wisdom is a collection of knowledge and how to compile it and put it together for it to be applied in certain instances. And you can apply that knowledge and wisdom that God shares and imparts and make logical decisions. Those that practice and seek after the word can do so. Sometimes you will see somebody that you thought was so smart, but they have no wisdom. And that is entirely true. There are individuals that are really book smart, but they have no knowledge, true knowledge, other than the book knowledge. And they have not been able to gather it and bundle it and become wise, they practice Phariseeism. The Pharisees were very much that way. There were some that were had a logical sense about themselves, 
Nicodemus was trying to ration that there may be something greater to the mystery of Jesus and God and something much more beautiful and not be completely contrary to his teachings and his elders, but he still thought there was something much more. Brothers and sisters, is that we have direction. We have direction from the Lord God Almighty, our sovereign Lord. We have redemption, saving from Jesus, in parentheses, behind that Jesus parentheses, Savior. Emmanuel, parentheses, God in us, God with us. Christ, in parentheses, anointed of God. Because that's the full culmination of everything. Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ, Bar Joseph. Bar Joseph is his earthly father. He is Jesus, Savior, God in us, with us. Christ, anointed of God. Bar Joseph, of Joseph. Brothers and sisters, this is not just a special time of year. This is a time that is recognized and we need to be about this business, his business, father's business, Lord's truth, all the time, in all manners, in all ways, with everyone, all the time. Not just today. Brothers and sisters, be blessed. Sometimes it might be difficult to do that, but faith in God, guidance of the Holy Spirit. And God never promised that it would be a rose garden. Who sang that song? I forgot who sang that now. But it's kind of an old pop song. Never promised you a rose garden. God never promised that. (coughs) Pardon me. But the walk is easier when we hold on to his righteous right hand. And we have faith in him and we hear the Holy Spirit to guide us and we have the love of Christ in us. It does become easier. Could be difficult. Doesn't mean that there's not gonna be storms and tumultuous times in our lives. It just means that he's with us all the time. Keep this in mind too, is that when you pray, God doesn't have to come from, you know, oh boy, here we go. I'm praying now it's gonna be two or three days, whatever. Why bother? A lot of people get that way, except here's the thing, that God always hears our prayers and it doesn't take them on. God is anywhere he wants to be instantly. And you have to know that God promised that he is with us in all things, always. And the word also promises that he does not sleep, he does not slumber, which means he does not lay down and go to sleep like we do. And slumbering means to lay back on a divan or a sofa and, and just sort of nod off and not even go to sleep, but you're not in the real world because you're sort of wanting to go to sleep, but you're trying to keep yourself awake. You, you've, some of you have been in that state of mind. I know you have. 
especially any military guys or gals, they know that. And you're forcing yourself to go and keep moving. God doesn't do that. God does not sleep, nor does he slumber. And he does not keep his eyes away from his children. He watches over us all the time. We, on the other hand, will fall off. Brothers and sisters, this day, this day that is celebrated by Mammon as Christmas Eve, day before the birth of Christ when the angel came evangelizing to the shepherds and they in turn evangelized to the cities and villages around, sharing the truth that Jesus Christ is born in the town of Bethlehem. And the Magi knew because they took the scrolls of the prophets and they followed this chart that included this star that would appear and did miraculously appear on its own and lead them to Bethlehem. Where Jesus was humbly born in a stable that had to be mucked before that his mother and he could be brought in. In case any of you don't know what that means, when you muck the stables, you have to clean the muck out of it and make it clean. So Joseph mucked the stables. They were keeping sheep and or donkeys and maybe even a camel or two or something. They had other animals that were in there. And when people came to the inn, that's where they kept their animals. They traveled. A lot of people traveled with animals. So he had to clean that up before Mary could come in and lay down. And then he put fresh straw down so that she would have bedding. And Jesus was born in that place. And he was taken, wrapped in the swaddling cloth that was used for birthing lambs when the ewes were having a problem. <clears throat> and he was wrapped in that to help keep him warm and laid in a manger. A manger is a folding hay trough that was set to keep the feed up off the ground for the animals. Most of them in that day were made so that they could fold up and be put out of the way. But he was put in the manger so that he would be up off the ground and he could sleep. And this is where the shepherds found him when they came. And they said, man, we got to go see what this angel is telling us about. And when they did and they came, they saw and they knew by the Holy Spirit and the light that came and shone all about them. And they said, it is as it was said, and we need to share this. We need to tell everyone that will hear us and listen. We need to just go tell people. Bring you tidings of great joy. That born unto you this night, in Bethlehem, in the city of David, a savior, and he will save this world.
He will be counselor, prince of peace. Brothers and sisters, you have a great day. Have a blessed day. You're in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in? But we need to practice this, not just today. This is not just a special day today. We need to share this all the time. 